Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. What's up, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. This is the John Deere Classic Podcast 2017. We're going to break down the John Deere, give you a course breakdown, our picks, some key stats we've got this week, a little bit different stats than we than we normally look at. And we're going to give you the guys who we like, the guys we don't like, some one-and-done picks. We're even going to build a cash lineup for you tonight. We normally don't do that, but we're each going to build a cash lineup. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, spoiler alert, mine is way better than Pat's. We have a lot of announcements to cover in this podcast, including a way for you to win two free tickets to the PGA Championship at Quail Hollow on the Tuesday practice round in Charlotte, North Carolina. And if you can't go, then you can still win the tickets and sell them and make money. And it's very easy to win these tickets, so pay attention. Thanks again for downloading this week's podcast. We do appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the show, and may your screens be green. What's going on, Golf Addicts? This is the Tour Junkies podcast. We are geared up for the John Deere Classic. But before we get into that, Pat, let's recap the action at the Greenbrier, which Sunday seemed like one of those days nobody wanted to win a golf tournament, but it it ended up being Xander Schauffele's day, the Web.com grad from last year, and a guy who's really been turning on the heat here pretty recently, especially at the U.S. Open with a top 10. Uh, holds off Robert Streb, Jamie Lovemark, much to my demise because I had Jamie Lovemark in a lot of DraftKings contests. Also, is my one and done pick. One of the is the best one and done pick I've had since I picked Russell Henley at the tournament he won back in the spring. So we actually um, both had a pretty good one and done week for once. Who was yours? I don't remember. Tony Finau, who had a okay. seventh place finish. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, very good. Um, as far as our picks go, we had a we had an okay an okay week. We picked 32 guys. There was a lot of disagreement. We picked 32 guys. Only nine missed the cut. We had six guys in the top 10, 12 in the top 25. However, neither one of us really named Xander. I didn't really have a lot of Xander. I did have, like I said, plenty of Jamie Lovemark, but no Xander. So I had zero, uh, that was unfortunate. zero Xander. But if you, zero Xander. Yeah. <laughs> the she, yeah. as I like to call the, him. The weird thing... 
I mean, I had like a, I had a number of six of six lineups in DraftKings. I had a number of eight of eight lineups in FanDuel, and still barely cashed at all. And actually took a loss for the week. It was kind of ridiculous. I mean, my eight of eight lineups in FanDuel did not cash at all. I mean, I just had a bunch of, I guess, twenty, thirty, and fortieth place guys that weren't making birdies. So, um, kind of a weird week for me. It was really all about the falconry and um, watching that commercial that I memorized by the end of Sunday with Phil on literally at the beginning of every commercial break. We had a lot of fun. I know a lot of people got tired of hearing about it, but it just, I mean, it was really all there was to talk about. And the prank call to the Greenbrier surely was worth its weight in gold. If you have not gone to our Twitter page, I have pinned the tweet and you can check it out. It is quite hilarious. I did I did prank call the Greenbrier before the tournament and ask about falconry, and you will be shocked to hear. Let's not give it away on the podcast, Pat, in case anybody hasn't hasn't seen it yet. But you will be shocked to know the falconry operation that goes down at the Greenbrier. It's pretty funny. And if you're not on Twitter, you can go to our website on the One Groove Low page. I have posted a link to the video there as well, but it, it was pretty good. It's, uh, I got to say, it was it was pretty great, fantastic. You know, you, I didn't tell you this, but I thought about trying to prank call you as Cody the Falconer, <laughs> um, but I just couldn't work out the logistics of getting a, a phone number to call from so that you might actually think that uh, it was Cody. but Well, you could have just, like, called from a random number, right? Also, like, you there's not a, you could not do a voice that I would not recognize it to you. I mean, we, <laughs> That's probably We've true. been talking to each other every Monday night at minimum for a couple hours for almost two years. Like, I, I know it's going to be you. Like, give me your best... Give me your best Cody Falconer voice right now. Like, the phone rings. Hello? Yeah, is this David? <laughs> yes. Who's this? David, this is Cody. I'm a uh I'm a falconer professional here at the Greenbrier. And <laughs> That's freaking horrible, Pat. <laughs> you are so bad at that. You gotta put me on the spot, but I was gonna basically have him report you to uh what I was gonna call the um the AFA. The American what Falconer Association. <laughs> but uh, I just couldn't work the logistics out. So. Pat, that's a well-thought-out plan. I'm kind of shocked you you thought of that. I had some you, assistance. You sh- I actually had some assistance. You can probably imagine who it was. but uh, oh, I'm sure it was Mike. Yeah. I'm sure it was Mike. Um, you, you, could have, uh, you could have gotten somebody else to do it. That would have been kind of funny. Like yeah. Just somebody I don't know. It was a weird um, week. It was, it a, was good, a weird week last week. You know, then you had the, we had the fourth in the middle of the week or on Tuesday, and that just kind of throws you off. It's like having, especially when you're working all week, it's like you just get two Mondays. It just kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was at the White House. and Oh, um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Then I went to the XM studio. That was pretty cool. If you guys ever listened to the XM show, thank you for listening. It is now off the air, basically. Um, for good <laughs> reasons, though. It's football. Yeah, it's, 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 getting, it's I mean, NFL season, yeah. whatever. Um, but hopefully they, they get us back on here, um, next year. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Write your congressman. If you, if you need the tour junkies on XM radio, we'll make that happen. Or just write roto grinders. <laughs> yeah. In XM. Any, uh, anything else from the Greenbrier we need to tap on? I don't, I don't have anything. I mean, 
Why don't you tell us about the new swag in the Pat Perry Tour Junkies shop uh, over there in, over there in your, your, your bonus room? Yeah, so we finally got uh, some shirts that we'd ordered. We have a red and a blue, and it's just Tour Junkies. It's similar to the green uh, Tour Junkies shirt we had before that sold out, but this one does not say Fantasy Golf Aces. Now, there was no reason that we took that out. It was just we thought that just being a little bit different with this one. So it just has Tour Junkies with a gold bee on it. Uh, we have blue and red in a high-quality T-shirt. And then, uh, which yes. is, what? what's that brand? It's District Made. It is the same uh, T-shirt manufacturer that we have for the green and yellow and the uh the vintage Golby. it's Correct. the same one so it's a tri blend it's a little more modern fit modern cut it's a little thinner material and it's personally my favorite actually it's it's my favorite too but we do have what you have called the pat beefy <laughs> tea which is basically just your 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 classic hanes made beefy t-shirt in the same colors, they're a little bit different uh, because the red and the, the blue are a little lighter in the district-made T-shirts. They're more traditional in the beefy tees. So we have both those now in the shop, and uh, they're ready to go out. So, Yeah, Pat, Pat needs some work to do. You guys need to drum up the orders on tourjunkies.net. Hit up the shop. The shirts are only 20 bucks. 20 bucks plus $5 shipping. We don't even charge you tax, okay? Just... That's easy. That's easy money, and you get free stickers with every order. Throw in a, go ahead and throw in a uh, a ball marker for six fifty. You'll have the coolest ball marker of anybody you know. Trust us. Um, it's a it's a pretty sweet gig. The shirts are nice. The beefy tees are a hundred percent pre shrunk cotton. So uh, yeah, for for you boys who like a little more traditional fit, you don't want to show all your curves and edges. Uh, the beefy tee might be right up your alley. But we we now have a selection for both. So. And I do think taking out the fantasy golf aces adds a little versatility to our, our repertoire, if you will. Like, so, you know, so if you have wives who, who like the tour junkies, but they're like, oh, I'm not a fantasy golfer. I don't want to wear that, you know, like, but they just like the show. And, you know, you get, get one for her. Get her, uh, get her, get her a traditional, uh, not, not the traditional, the, the other one, the tri-blend. Yeah, the tri-blend's a little, little better for the, for the females. Yeah, yeah. Um, also a couple of other announcements before we get to the content, you're going to want to know, you're going to want to stick around for these. Don't fast forward. Number one, we have a new interview, an exclusive interview that we got from a brand new tour junkies podcast guest. We had it last week. It was phenomenal, phenomenal interview, about 35 minutes or so of really solid content. We are going to release that interview as a standalone interview, likely by the end of this week, so be looking out for that. You are going to want to listen to it. It is very, very good. And um, in fact, Pat, do you want to go over the, the the little contest we're going to do with that? Yeah. So we talked- we've got we've got an exciting announcement. Yeah, another so- exciting announcement on top of this exciting announcement. Well, let me just tell you. The first off, I can't. Believe, it was only thirty five minutes. I thought it was longer than that, but uh, anyway, no, it's like it is maybe forty, maybe forty. It's incredible. It was a. It was uh, just a, a very enjoyable interview and actually you and I both said beforehand we had it was probably the most nervous we had been before an interview uh ever right wouldn't you say that definitely definitely yes but it was a lot of fun so what we're going to do is we talked about last week how we have four Tuesday practice round tickets to the PGA championship at Quail Hollow here's what we want to do when we release this 
to the world, anybody who retweets or shares on Facebook, we're going to enter into a contest to win these tickets. So, boom. We want some participation from you guys. If you want to get these free tickets, then get in there, retweet it, share it on Facebook. At Tour underscore Junkies. Or toward what are we on Facebook? Is it just tour junkies? I guess yeah, tour junkies. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, actually, a, a, a couple of things there. We're only going to give away two of the tickets for this. We're not giving away all four, right? I thought we were giving away all four. No, I think we're doing two and two later. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. okay, it's just two. So we're giving away two, two tickets. And listen, if you're like, man, I can't get to Charlotte. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to make it to Charlotte. Doesn't matter. Retweet anyway. If you win the tickets, sell them. Like, make, make a little money off of us. All you have to do is retweet, like on Facebook, share on Facebook. And I will even go a step further. If you go on Instagram, because we'll put something on Instagram about it. If you go on Instagram and you tag three of your friends, that seems to be the marketing strategy on Instagram. So if you go to the comments and tag three of your friends, you'll get an entry there too. So if you do it on all three, that's three entries. It's a pretty good deal. You just got to do it three times, and you've maxed out an, an easy opportunity to uh, to win two free tickets to Tuesday's practice round of the PGA Championship in Charlotte, North Carolina, Quail Hollow. That's awesome. It's a really good deal. It is, and plus the interview is just badass. The interview is awesome. <laughs> yeah. The interview is awesome. Um, perfect. All right, last announcement before we move on. We have to talk about the Open. The Open Championship is upon us for the champion golfer of the year. That was, that was my accident. Wait, are we getting a go? No. Uh, heck no. Um, but with that podcast coming in just a few weeks, we have a secret weapon. And if you guys don't know about this weapon, then it's, it's truly a secret weapon. If you do know, then you know it's not really all that secret. Our boy Ash Morrison, who we've talked about on the show before, he does our European Tour DFS write-up every week on tourjunkies.net on the One Groove Low blog section. Ash is has been tearing it up in European DFS here lately with some fantastic picks. Um, he's definitely one of the most knowledgeable guys about European Tour golf that we've met. Been following it his whole life. Lives over there in the UK. Is a fantastic golfer in his own right. Um, scratch golfer, making it on the tours and mini tours and stuff like caddying for guys in qualifiers. I mean, Ash knows what's up. He knows a good golfer when he sees it way better than we do. And he knows a lot of the backstory about these guys who are going to be in the open that you and I may not know, the average American golfer watching the PGA Tour. So we are going to bring Ash to you in your earbuds. Our boy is going to go from writing on the page of One Groove Low to actually being a guest on the podcast for the Open Championship. We're really pumped about it. He's going to be around for the entire show, and he's going to make picks with us and give us some really good insight. I promise you, you will not get sharper um, insight than, than Ash Morrison when it comes to a lot of these guys. So yeah. make sure you, you be on the lookout for the Open Championship podcast coming. We're looking forward to that. Uh, although it will be it will be really interesting at what time we do that because he's five hours ahead of us. Yeah, so that's kind got, of. I was wondering. We have about to figure that. something out there. <laughs> I was the whole time you're talking about it. I'm wondering, okay, what time is this going to be? But he is he's he is great. I mean, you look at some of his picks last week. I mean, Southgate in that under under seven k range, he nailed. Obviously, he had John Rahm, who is is not a you know any kind of secret, but he did have him in his write up, and 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 Rahm won. So. Uh, and the Southgate pick, yeah, he's told Sorry, me he's been he's been researching the Open for over a month now. 
So you and yeah. I tend to, you know, we for the majors we do start a little earlier than normal, but I'm pretty sure you and I didn't start a month ago. So. Correct. That would be correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Southgate pick is a great example of what you get with Ash. Uh, he, he caddied in a pro-am event, uh, or in, in the qualifier event, uh, where Southgate played and watched him play, watched him play really well, even talked to him after the round about how good he felt, and then wrote it up in the column. And it was a bold move because he was a low-priced guy that not a lot of people own. And the guy finished third, I think. So um, He was less a, than 1% owned, I want to say. Yeah, that's huge, man. Yes. That, that's the kind of edge Ash is bringing to us. So, uh, w- you know, whether you listen to the Open Championship pod or not, you need to, but definitely check out his write-up. Usually comes out every Tuesday evening, Wednesday afternoon or morning uh, on the One Groove Low page on our website. So big shout-out to Ash. All right, um, ready to get into the course breakdown for the John Deere Classic? I, I cannot wait. So excited. I know. I know, man. All right, break it down for us. So we are at the John Deere Classic, which is back in its original spot right before the British Open, because you remember last year they had to switch it around with the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we're back in its normal time slot in Silvis, Illinois, at TPC Deer Run, uh, par 71, around 7,100 or so yards. You got uh, three par fives and four par threes. This course consistently ranks one of the easiest on tour. So uh, you're going to see a lot of scoring. And if, you, if you look at like the last five or six years in champs, uh, you're, you're going to see 20 to 25 under somewhere around there. So they're going to be scoring this week. Um, you know, got bit grass greens. Typically, they do have the rough a little high. Now, these are wide fairways and pretty easy to hit greens. But I do think, you know, you're going to have to hit the fairway. And, and, and so driving accuracy may be something you look at, even though it's, you know, they're pretty wide. So I, I do, that is going to be a stat I look at. I'm also looking at strokes gained approach. Putting is just seems to be a, a, a bigger trend this week or, well, this the last few weeks that I've been looking at. So I'm going to look at strokes game putting also proximity. And of course, birdie or better percentage. Cause you got to score on this course. Looking at past champs, you had Ryan Moore last year. You had Jordan Spieth in 2015, which was his second victory here. Brian Harmon in 2014, Spieth back in 2013, his first victory on tour, as a matter of fact. And then Zach Johnson in 2012. And if you go right before that, you have Steve Stricker, who's an absolute course horse, who won three times in a row. So um, there you go. That's a a little quick rundown. Uh, Weather we'll be uh, paying attention to more later in the week. Um, I think we are going to get some rain, though, um, these next few days. So it's going to soften up the course, which, again, more scoring. So there you go. Yes, birdies, birdies, birdies galore at the John Deere Classic. Um, For me, I am waiting really three stats. I'm waiting strokes gain putting, especially looking at bent grass, uh, which you you pretty much mentioned. I'm looking at good drives gained. That's right, good drives gained. Now, you guys have heard us talk about fantasynational.com. Uh, our boy Moose from the Mooseonomics has written this up, has developed this website. It's phenomenal. Good drives gained is one of the statistics there. Uh, a lot of the stats there are all kind of gain stats. So what are, what are they gaining on the average player in the field for the, for that duration or for that type of course or whatever it is? Uh, good drive percentage is, is basically where uh, the player hits a drive good enough to get on the green in regulation. So 
Um, he's got a good drives gain stat that I'm looking at. And then also um, birdies gained, which is kind of similar to scoring or how are they scoring on the field. Uh, and I actually looked at a couple different ranges here because I know a lot of you guys ask about that sometimes. For putting and good drives gained, I really only looked at the last 12, uh, 12 tournaments that these guys have played in. So more recent, more recent stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, last 12 rounds. Sorry, last 12 rounds. For birdies gained, I actually looked at the last 12 and the last 24 rounds. So I'm looking at very recent activity to a little more, you know, 24 rounds. That's kind of where I'm looking. So Drilling it uh, down, which is drilling it exactly down, yeah. what you can do on this Fantasy National site. That's, that's true. It's just that it's so easy, too. I mean, it's very easy. Uh, love the site. Uh, really proud of Moose for doing what he's doing. So that's it for me. Um, that's kind of what I'm waiting. I'm definitely looking at course history as there are some pretty clear course courses uh, at this event. So that'll, that'll be a wait. Um, you know, and let me say this too. The, you know, a lot of stuff can change by the time we record this deal on Wednesday night. So like, for example, last week, uh, when, uh, I mean, I was pretty much fading Patrick Reed, a pretty hard fade. Well, then by the time Wednesday night came around, I was like, man, I don't know. Reed, Reed's looking a little more enticing because nobody was on him. So I ended up having a few shares of him. I wasn't overweight on him, but I had a little bit of him and somebody called me out on it or something. It's just, you know, we do our best on Monday night, but, uh, you know, it, it is, it is a thing when somebody gets zero chatter and, and in a field like that, I felt like it was worth having some shares of him. So if you see me having some shares of him on DraftKings or FanDuel, like don't freak out. That doesn't mean I have him everywhere. And just because we say we're going to fade him on the podcast doesn't mean we're not going to have any of him. It just means we're going to be underweight or not going to have a lot of them, um, or, or whatever the, the going rate may be. If there's 10% of people that are going to have him, I might be at 2%, 4%. I might not have any. So. That's what that means. That's all that means. Just wanted to clarify that. Clarify that so I don't get any more hate tweets and mail and messaging. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, let's get started. Pat, for me, I'm going to make this quick and dirty. Nobody in the five-digit range for me. Well, um, oddly enough, I'm the same way this week. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone. The only one that I really do like here is Kiz, and that's as a G, oh, that is as a GPP. All, listen, you always like Kiz. Well, I know, and I and I liked him last week. Even though I don't think we even, I'm not even sure how much we talked about him on the show. But I think that you there's liked gonna be, him. I didn't. There's going to be several. Fo- well, you were right, but I think there's several people that are going to be off of him because of the miscut last week, but uh, this is another course that he should be able to do pretty well on. Uh, obviously, is very accurate off the tee, can score, can putt. All the things you need to do to win here in a weak field, I could definitely see him getting a win. The only reason he did say he was playing was because he has not typically played before a major, but he's hasn't really performed well in majors, except for maybe the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay, where he I think it was maybe a top fifteen. But uh, so he's going to try it out this week. So if you are going to play somebody above ten k, I think Kiz is the play. But other than that, I'm with you. I'm I'm completely fading over the over ten k range uh, for the most part. But. But I think for a GPP and an ownership play, just because I think it'll be less than you typically see with Kiz, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sprinkle him in some lineups. So there you go. For me, 
if I was going to play anybody in this range, it's Brian Harmon. That's it. He's checks the box and strokes game putting bent grass. Um, that's it. That that's the only, and I think I think Danny Lee is going to be super popular as the cheapest option with a lot of great form. I think yeah, Kiz will still be fairly popular with name value. Um, I'm not going to pay that much for Berger in a field like this, and so I think Harmon kind of comes in as the you know. The second distant second to Danny Lee in ownership or possible third underneath Kiz. So that would be it. Um, I do like a couple guys in the 9K range, and I really like the 8K range. I'll be pretty heavy in uh, in the balanced lineup building, I guess, if you will. I, I've really only zeroed in on a few 6K guys. I'm trying to like really nail it down to like three 6K guys, and they're more in the high high end. Uh, just because I love this 9K and 8K range, I think I think this is chock full of plenty of value. So, for me, starting off on the 9K range um, is Kyle Stanley. Checks the box and good drives gained, uh, and the birdies gained both the last 12 and 24 rounds. Um, you know, won the Quicken Loans last time out, took a week off. I think uh, a lot of folks are going to gravitate to Stricker at 9,800. Obviously, an incredible course horse here. Uh, I don't know why you would pay for Stricker when you can get Zach Johnson at 9,100 with, you know, I mean, I think Stricker has more wins at this event, but Zach Johnson still has a win and a couple of second place finishes. Uh, if I were going to play a pure course horse guy, I'd just go ahead and pay for Zach Johnson at 9,100. So Stanley's for me, uh, ZJ a little bit, and then I like Ryan Moore at 9,200, the defending champ. I'll take a little bit of more. We haven't seen him um, since the Memorial, and, and he wasn't playing great. He really hasn't been playing great all year. But um, I, I feel like this this would be a good little bounce back for him. I think people are going to see the form. But that was a few weeks ago. I'm sure he's probably worked it out. Um, I don't know. I feel like I like the course for him. This might be a good place for him to find some form. He's played here five times in the last five years and, and made three top tens. So that's pretty solid. So Stanley Moore and a little bit of Zach Johnson for me. But I'll be pretty overweight on Stanley, I bet. Yeah, I think uh, I, I can't agree more with all three of those guys. I, I was surprised you mentioned Moore. Um, I thought for some reason that you might be off of him a little bit. But he's, he is one of my favorite guys in this group. Uh, you know, strokes gained approach, putting, driving accuracy, proximity, checks all of those boxes for me. me. Obviously, he's a defending champ here, so he's you know got good course history. So Moore is probably my favorite guy, but I'm just I'm with you on Stanley and, and Zach Johnson. I mean, you you can't. I just think if you like you said, if you're going to play the the course history guy, I would avoid Stricker up at 9800 and just go with Zach Johnson. I also like Charlie Hoffman though at, at 9700. I think he's going to find his way into a lot of my lineups. Checks a box on birdie or better percentage. He is also, if you look at the odds, he's the third highest as far as odds to win. So he's just nice. by, just behind Berger is number one. Kiz and Lee are actually tied at I think they're so I think Berger's twelve to one, and uh, Kiz and Lee are maybe I want to say fourteen or fifteen to one, and Hoffman's right there at like sixteen to one or somewhere around there. So also you know par five scoring. Um, you're going to see Hoffman up there, and he's you know there are three par fives out here, so uh, I think Hoffman to me will be uh, a great play this week. He's now this I will say I feel like DraftKings finally actually valued him correctly because he's he's always seems to be relatively cheap on DraftKings, but this week he's not. But that's not going to deter me from me from him. I'm gonna I'm gonna have some Charlie Hoffman in my lineups. But other than that, I'm I'm totally with you on the other other uh, three guys. 
Wow, a lot of agreement so far. All right, let's see if we can disagree. Get into the 8K range and tell me who you got. All right, so uh, I do like this range. I got three or four guys that I, that I just I'm, I'm really pegging right now. One is Bud Colley at 8,500. Um, he's fourth in the field in strokes gained approach. Obviously, his recent form has been has been pretty good. I think you know he's he played here. I guess the last time he played here was well, he played here last year and got ahead of top ten. He has missed one cut, but that, that's all right. And I know you know you look at his last three events, he's missed two cuts, but before that, just four top tens right in a row. This is a, a good event for him. So I like Bud Colley. Also like Ches Reevy at eighty four hundred. Um, checks the box on driving accuracy. He's number two in the field in proximity. He's only got one missed cut at this tournament. His recent form has been really good. He also, just checking real quick after you mentioned that good drives gain stat, he is right up there, I believe, in the top five in that stat. So Ches Reevy is another guy that I like. And then Daniel Summerhays right near him, you know, at 8,600. He is, uh, you may hear him be my one-and-done pick this week. I do love some Summerhays. He has... Really good co- course history here. He's it's it's kind of hit or miss. He missed the cut last year, but then he had three straight top fifteen finishes. Uh, has been playing well. Was ninth last week. Uh, I mean, sorry, not ninth, but he didn't play last week. I'm looking at the Nick Taylor just below. But he has three straight made cuts. I, I like Daniel Summerhays. He's been playing pretty well. So there you go. There's there's three guys right off the bat. I got I got a couple more, but I'll let you go from here. Well, uh, I am in total agreement on Summer Hayes and Reevee. Uh I think both of those guys, you're right, Reevy is a, a box check and fool when it comes to good drives gained. Also in the birdies gained uh, last 12 and 24 rounds. Uh, Summer Hayes, I, I'm like, I like Summer Hayes and Reevee as a potential pivot off of Kali. I do think Kali will be a little more popular, and I don't mind him. I just think those two are better. Uh, Summer Hayes played here um, three times in the last five years with two top tens. I, I like Summer Hayes and Reeve a good bit. Those will probably be the two guys I have the most exposure to in this range. You know who I think is going a little under the radar lately, and it may be because we're used to seeing him as like everyone's DFS lock, but this year hasn't been the greatest year for him. But finding a little form, at least trending a little better, is Kevin Na at 8,000. I feel like this is an interesting week for Kevin Na, an interesting tournament for Kevin Na. Um, so I'm going to have a little bit of him. He's, he's played here twice in the last five years and and made one top ten out of the made the cut both times and top ten to the uh, one out of those two times. Twenty second at the Quicken Loans last time we saw him with three rounds in the 60s. I just feel like one of these kind of dink and dunk, you know, bun it around the course deals is is easy courses a lot of birdies is kind of kevin nas game i feel like he could be a little sneaky at 8k i'll have some gpp exposure to him for sure wow so you know that's that's it (laughs) i said i had one or two other guys i actually had one other guy in this category that was kevin nas so what is going on yeah when you post this to to twitter and whatever else tonight you need to have um What's the what's the movie with um, Chris Farley where he they he and the penguin is it is it Billy Madison? Oh yeah, it's Billy Madison. Where yeah. they run together and they hug and like that needs <laughs> yeah. to be the gif that you put for this because right yes. now that's what I feel like we we got going on right here. <laughs> yes, 
Remember when the the is it the penguin or is it Chris Farley like rubs his nipples at the penguin? I, well, it's Chris Farley that rubs his nipples. <laughs> but that's a, I love uh, that movie. That's a right. great movie. Um, all right, seven K range. Let me give you. I like a lot in the seven K range as well. I'll start with a few. One is going to shock you. In fact, I doubt we agree on this one. This might be our first disagreement of the night, but showing some pretty tremendous form the last three weeks, also checking the box in good drives gained and the birdies gained in the last 12 and 24 rounds, I'm going to swallow my pride and go Bryson DeChambeau at 7800 bucks. I can't I've stand nev- I don't think I've ever played. I, I seriously think this is the first week I'll have ever played Bry- Bryson DeChambeau, which probably means he'll trunk slam and I'll be pissed off at him and I won't play him ever again. But he just popped for me recently, and I love the recent form. It's a really good spot for him. 26th, 17th, 14th, just progressively um, getting better with half of his rounds, the last, the last 12 being in the 60s. I mean, I will horrible give you that. form. I mean, he didn't make a cut before that, but um, but I don't, I don't know. Well, I, if you look at odds, too, I mean, he's up there. I, I, I can't remember. I, I don't have him in front of me, but I want to say in that 50 to 1 area, which in a field like this is actually in the top 20% of the field. So relative to price and odds, you know, it, it's probably a good play. I don't know if I can stomach playing him, but I, I can see why you would go there. Well, a couple other guys I like. I really like, uh, I think you were on him last week, Chad Campbell. That was a good call uh, last week with the ninth place finish at the Greenbrier. Missed the cut at the Travelers, but another 10th the week before that at the FedEx. He just seems to do well in weak field, you know, easier events. And definitely he's checking the box and strokes game, putting on bent grass as well as good drives gained. And uh, played here four times in the last five years and hasn't missed a cut. I think that's a pretty safe play at 7,600. Also at 7,600, Nick Taylor, I'll take him. Checking the box in birdies gained over the last 12 rounds. Coming off another another guy who finished T9th at the Greenbrier and, and 29th at the Quicken Loans. Uh, you know, I think Nick Taylor's a pretty safe bet to make the cut. There's one guy in here that I, I, I put down on paper, and then the more I did research, I was like, ah, I don't know. It's, it's going to totally be a gut call or, a, you know, do I weigh the stats versus the, the inside info? And that is our boy Josh Gregory. Um, PGA Tour coach to a few different guys, John Peterson, uh, Grayson Murray, and uh, and this guy Kelly Craft said that his boy Kelly is really is is you know in a good spot right now. Obviously, coming off the T five at the Greenbrier with all four rounds in the sixties, uh, but he also said Kelly really likes this, uh, really likes the course here at, at TPC Deer Run, and should be in a good spot. 7700 bucks feels a little much, even in this field, so I don't quite know if I want to pay it. Plus, are people going to be on him a little more with the T5? I guess it's a play where, you know, towards the end of the week, uh, or towards the end of Wednesday, we go to Fanshare, which I think we've talked about before. Fanshare-sports.com uh, is the site that they basically aggregate all of the, all of the uh, they listen to all the podcasts. They read all the articles about PJ Tour DFS, and they kind of accumulate who everybody's talking about. And we love to go in there on Wednesdays and check out how many tags these guys have. And Fanshare makes it super easy to tell who's kind of who's going to be popping and who's popular. You know, if Kelly Craft is kind of up there after that T five, I'll probably fade him at that price. But our boy Josh Gregory seems to believe 
in uh, in old Kelly Craft. In fact, Fanshare is where I went last Wednesday, and I was like, man, nobody's talking about Patrick Reed. And even though he's the highest priced guy, and I didn't want to have a lot of him, nobody's talking about him. And you know that that was that was. I mean, it was fairly accurate. I mean, he was pretty fairly low owned for. Patrick Reed, but fansharesports.com is where you can get that info. So you guys need to check out that site. You can enroll. It's free to kind of get started and look at some of the data there. Uh, but we use it every Wednesday night to take a look at, you know, ownership percentages. So those are well, a few guys also, in the top 7K. They also have a good email that comes out on Wednesdays with kind of a good overview. Oh, yeah, they do. That email is nice. Yes. So obviously, if you sign up, you I would I would not unsubscribe to anything that they email out because it's all pretty good. Uh, and and Kelly Craft was fifth here last year, so not only fifth last week, but fifth here last year. So uh, obviously plays well in this course. Um, I'm with you there on him. I think uh, I'm with you on Chad Campbell. I also like at the very bottom. I think our our boy Scott Brown at seven thousand is pretty good value. This is a, a typical course that he should be able to play well. He checks the box in putting for me. You look at you know just course history here. Uh, he's got you know. Three top 15 finishes. Two of those were top 10s. He's only missed a cut once out of five years. Uh, his worst finish besides the missed cut was a 22nd back in 2013. So I think Scott Brown is 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 a good play, even even coming off of a missed cut last week. Uh, I do like Scott. Uh, Matt Jones at 7,700 is is starting to interest me a little bit. Now he's He might be one of those that I, I make a call on later in the week, but he does have good course history. Um, you know, is is has been playing pretty well lately. I, he's been one of those guys that I've I've been on off and on in the last few weeks, and this is going to be a week that I'm going to play him. Uh, you know, you look at it; he's got three top tens here, uh, so I think Matt Jones is is a pretty good price there at 7,700. And don't sleep on Wes Bryan at 7,300. Obviously, a great putter, checks the box on proximity and strokes gained approach. Is uh, you know he was eighth here in his only start last year or his first start on this course last year. So don't you know? I know he's been kind of off the radar lately, but I think this is a good week for him to to get back into contention in a weak field. Uh, so West Bryan would be the other one that I will mention in this range. You're not going to have any Gonzalo Fernandez Castano or whatever his name is? I'm not, although he did pop, and I, now I can't even think about... No, man, no. You, you the, talked him up last week. He's one of our miscuts. Yeah, well... Um, I agree with Scott Brown. I think he's going to be one that people are going to look at and see the form and probably avoid, but we know this is a golf course that he... a kind of course that he really likes. Um, kind of these more accuracy, you know, shot makers courses and just he can go in there and throw darts we know he can score when he gets hot so that, that might be an interesting gpp for sure uh, i have two more in this range and it, one of them is probably not going to surprise you one of them probably is the one that the one that uh may surprise you actually checks the box and strokes game putting on bent grass and the birdies gained in the last 12 and 24 rounds and that's curtis luck 7100 bucks um, you know, top 20 last week, all four rounds in the 60s, top five the last week. So six out of his last eight rounds in the 60s between the Greenbrier and the Quicken, 7,100 bucks. I don't mind a little luck. And then I'm going to go back to the well, even though he burned me last week with a missed cut. He does like this golf course. He's played here three times in the last five years, made the cut twice with a top 10. That's Morgan Hoffman at 7K. 
Mohoff, uh, also a birdie scorer, checking the box in, uh, in birdies gained in the last 24 rounds. A little scary there. Not, not, not a cash play by any means, but I guess. Let me ask you about a guy, because this is, we've never, I don't think we've ever brought up this guy, but he's sitting there at 7,500. And that is Andreas Romero. He, he now, popped on Fantasy National for you? Well, he's fourth in strokes game putting in this field. But here's what I'm wondering. I was looking at him, and his, his course history isn't great. He's never finished better than 21st. Now, he's only, I guess he's, he's played it five times, missed one cut. He has, in his last four events, he's missed three cuts, and he has a win. Yeah, where, where was the win? Like the, the BMW International Open, which was a huge event over on the European Tour. So he won I mean, that, that event. That's like okay. a star-studded event. He had twenty-two birdies in that event. Um, but I will say this: other than that event, if you look at him in in you know a slightly more difficult PGA Tour field, he misses a lot of cuts. I mean, the Puerto Rico Open for crying out loud, the FedEx yeah, no. St. Jude. I mean, he's, U.S. He's, Open miss cut. You know, like he he just. He shot an 82 at the Open to France uh, a couple weeks, yeah, like a week four, and a half ago. His four turn, well, at least in the last five weeks, he's missed three cuts with the win. <laughs> that's a total. That's a total fade for me. Like that, not yeah. even a question. At 7,500, not a question. Not even. Not do you difficult. try him though in a GPP play? No, it, just no. to do it. No, no. Why would you do it just to do it? Because he'll be the one guy in your lineup where you'll have like the winner, three guys in the top ten, a top twenty-five. He'll be the one to screw it up. So no, no, I don't. I don't even think it's worth rostering at all. Zero in a GPP. I, if I'm, I'm building a hundred and fifty lineups, I don't disagree with you. I just think I'm building hundred fifty lineups. Zero have Andres Romero at seventy-five hundred bucks. If he's sixty-five hundred bucks, maybe, but not seventy-five hundred bucks. No way. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to make some for some conversation, John Deere. I, I like it. <laughs> we need it. Um, in the 6K range, I have done some. Oh, by the way, I want to go back and say something about Matt Jones. Matt Jones, I thought I was really going to like. And then I started doing the research and I started. I, I can't remember exactly because I don't have Fantasy National pulled up in front of me. But if you go to Fantasy National, you look up Matt Jones right now. I want to say the putter is is no bueno lately, like really not good. And that concerns me a little bit on this golf course, just a little bit. I know the form is okay, price is good. I, I think I remember thinking, man, Matt Jones I'm going to like because I saw the price, and then I, I started doing the digging, and I was like, oof, he's, he's well, losing. he's 17th in the field in strokes game putting. Okay, well, then it's something else then. Something the, else the, is the, not good. The, where you might have seen is uh, strokes game approach. He's, he's uh, 101st in the field. Now, strokes gained around the green, which is... Wait, I, wait a minute. Are you looking at strokes gained putting on bent grass? Because that's what I looked at. That's okay. the difference. Okay, let me ask I wanted to see what kind of bent grass rock rollers we got. I think he's worse on bent. Uh, yeah, I'd have to... Anyway. Yeah. You probably don't know how to do that, do you? What are you talking about, man? This is... This site <laughs> is built for me. It's easy. All right, um, 6K range. I, I really made myself narrow down who I'm playing in the 6K range, and I, for right now, I think there's, I think there's three guys. Um, the one guy I'll have the most exposure to, and he will be the highest owned for sure at 6,900, is Michael Kim. Let's talk about a consistent cut maker. 13 out of 18 cuts made this year. 
T29 at the Greenbrier, checks the box in birdies gain the last 12 rounds. Uh, he's making birdies. I mean, 14 birdies every tournament the last three weeks. That's not too bad. He doesn't make big numbers either. He's just a really steady player. He doesn't, he doesn't go out and do anything flashy. He's just steady. 6,900, I love Michael Kim. I would even roll with him. If you want to get that deep in a cash, in a cash game, I would, I would roll with it. Um, after that, I drop off a little, a little quickly here, and I'm going to the bottom. I'll just give you the remainder of my picks here. I have two more guys. Robert Garrigus at 6,600. Oh, a little scary, but checks the wow. box in, uh, in, both, uh, in, in both birdies gained in 12 and 24 rounds. He's played here four times. This is, this is why. This is what put him over the edge. Played here four times in the last five years, made three cuts, and all three of them top 25s at this event. So something strikes old Garrigus. Uh, like he, I got a case of the Garrigus, and the only thing that can cure it is a top five at the John Deere Classic. So, you know, he's, he's made his last two cuts. Other than that, he's been pretty horrific. But 6,600, I'll throw him in a GPP or two. And then the last one I am playing is uh, another guy who's in pretty good form, making a lot of cuts, Ryan Brim. 6,500 um, checks the box in the birdies gain last 12 or 24 rounds. 37th at the Greenbrier. You know, I like a little, like a little Ryan Brim. That is it. I'm going to make myself stay disciplined in the 6K range because I try to get too cute down here. I think those guys will be, except for Michael Kim, I think they'll be fairly low-owned. Ryan Brim might be a little higher owned. 6,500, pretty cheap for a guy who's made 11 to 14 cuts. But I also think a lot of people are going to you know, get back on the uh, Seamus Power, had a good week, Boo Weekly. I wouldn't play Boo Weekly, can't putt. Um, some people might jump on Alex Chaka after last week. You got um, some other guys, to, you know, down here that I'm gonna, just going to avoid. So those are my guys. That's it. Well, I actually you, the last guy you just mentioned, I kind of disagree. I like Alex Chaka this week. Uh, you know, he's played this event four times. The only time he, I guess, missed a cut was when he withdrew, and that was freaking ten years ago. So I think, and he's been playing pretty well lately. You know, he had a ninth place finish last week. Uh, he is sort of a hit or miss type guy, but I'm okay with that at his price at 6,700. Checks the box on driving accuracy and proximity for me, so I do like a- Alex Chaka. Um, what do you think about the the this guy Munoz last week? I mean, he's at 6,800. He really didn't move all that much in price. Made some birdies last week. Checks the box in putting. Uh, yeah. If you if you want to kind of ride that train of just a, a guy who was you know who's Who's hot right now? I think you know, he he's he's certainly worth a play. And he again, he's not. He's I don't know what his price was last week because I didn't even look at him. But he's sixty eight hundred, so it's not you know it's three hundred dollars off of of minimum price. So I think he could be one if you just want to kind of ride a hot guy. Then you know play him again. I mean, it's not like he jumped up like a thousand dollars or anything, you know. Yeah, um, the only reason I kind of avoided him, well, a couple of reasons, I guess. I mean, I, I think he will be popular after, you know, after seeing him all day on Sunday. I mean, the guy did make 392 feet of putts through the first three days. I mean, I heard it was, it was like 130-something feet average per day, and normally tour average per round is 75 feet. He almost doubled it each day. The guy was on fire, and then he couldn't make anything on Sunday. 
He looks to be a little wild off the tee as well. The guy, I love his swing. Like he swings out of his shoes, literally. His right foot comes off the ground when he swings, which I love. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Do it your way, homie. And he just takes a hack. He rips it. But I think it's I think it's one thing just to keep in mind. He's still the four. He was before this past week. He's four hundred and something ranked golfer in the world for a reason. And yeah, I didn't. That was the first thing I looked at when I saw his name up at the top. Yeah. Of the leader. I was like, well, I wonder what he's. Yeah, and I mean just. The recency bias and the slightly elevated exposure for a guy that bad, I think I'll I think I'll just gladly fade and I mean he's not likely to finish top fifteen or twenty again. At least not likely. So I just don't know. I mean, yeah, he might make the cut, but Well that being said, another guy that I could throw out there would be Seamus Power at sixty six hundred, close to the minimum. Yeah, I like power more in that regard. Yeah. So, I mean, he checks the box. You know, he's the guy can he can score, and you know you're you're talking a hundred dollars off the minimum. He's he's made six of his last eight cuts. That's you know pretty consistent for a guy who's priced down there at the bottom. So I do like him, and I think that's it. That's going to be it for me in that uh, in that six thousand range. So there you go. So let's let's do something. Let's do something we haven't done in a long time. Let's build a cash lineup. Okay, because uh, we don't really talk a lot of cash lineups right now, but I, I I'll start. I'll let you take some time here to because I put you on the spot. One guy that I did not mention, and I didn't mention him because I'm only going to play him in cash if I play any cash, and that is at 8800. A very safe cut maker in really good form right now is Kevin Streelman. But my God, he made nine birdies at the Greenbrier in four rounds. Nine birdies. And 59 pars <laughs> and four <laughs> bogeys and nothing else. Like, I mean, yeah, like that, that's the frustration of Kevin Strillman. Now, he was making a good bit of birdies before that, so maybe he'll bounce back. Um, but nine birdies in four rounds, and I had a fair amount of Kevin Strillman, especially in FanDuel because he was really cheap. That is frustrating. <laughs> so, but for cash, I love starting a lineup there. And then I like Michael Kim at 6,900 for cash. I'm going to put him in one. So I got Kim, Strillman. And then I'm just filling it out with the guys in the AK range. Shez Reeve, Summer Hayes, Robert Streb, and Bud Cauley. Um, I've still got $100 left, but I love that. I love that lineup. So again, it's Michael Kim, Kevin Strillman, Shez Reeve, Summer Hayes, Streb, and Cauley. All feel like pretty safe bets in a weak field like this to, to make the cut. And all of them in fairly decent form. So that that would be a cash lineup if I were going to give you one. Hopefully it does well. All right, so I will go. Um, I think Kevin Na is a good cash play at eight thousand. I think Charlie Hoffman I talked about obviously is good at ninety seven hundred. Kyle Stanley at ninety six hundred right there. Then I'll drop down to Scott Brown at seven thousand. That's going to leave me about uh, seventy eight hundred dollars on average. So I would then probably go I'll go West Bryan right here. I think this is he's a, a risky good, cash lineup. No, I mean West Bryan is a I think a, a a very good cash play. Scott Brown is I mean it's a risky cash play given form. And then I'll go Ches Reeve to close it out. Interesting. Interesting. I like my lineup better. What was yours again? 
I'm entering the lineup I just did in our weekly league. Just so <laughs> okay, know. good, good, good. Um, okay. You want we me to go back hit- through it again? Yeah, yeah, say it, say it again real quick. All right, so I went Scott Brown at 7, Wes Bryant at 7,300, Charlie Hoffman at 9,700, Kevin Nye at 8,000, Chez at 8,400, and Kyle Stanley at 9,600. Okay. I think the Scott Brown and is the one I have the most problem with, and then the Wesley Bryant, just, just in cash. That's all. That's all. Um, I don't feel like Scott Brown is all that different than Michael Kim. Yeah, Michael Kim's making a boatload of cuts. Look well, at look I at mean, how many cuts that dude's made. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I'm just telling you. Okay. All right. One and done. We have got to hit one and done. I had Jamie Lovemark. You had Tony Finau. So we're coming off of good weeks. I need to try to go lone wolf again, as probably to you. I'm, I'm up. I'm I'm now up to 140th place in our 300 and something man pool. Uh, I'm still a good uh, little bit less than $5 million behind the guy who's winning the thing. Um, So I got to make a lone wolf pick here. Do you know who you're going with? I do. All right, you go ahead. I actually wrote this down before the show. I'm going to go with Daniel Summerhays. Oh, I was actually looking at him. So... Well, have I, mean, I gone can... him? Have I used him? I feel like I've used him. I've used Chez. See, Chez, I was actually I was debating between Chez and, and Summer Haze. I've not used Summer Haze. <sighs> I kind of want to use Summer Haze. Um, rather than Summer Haze, I am going to go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go crazy here. I'm gonna j- just to offset my DFS. I'm gonna go Kelly Craft. Wow, that now that is lame. That's 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 ballsy there. That's what yeah. the boys. That's what the boys say is would be a ballsy move. But hey, I gotta go. I gotta go big right now. I have to go big. I'm too far behind. I'm probably not gonna have a lot of them in DFS. Our boy Josh Gregory said he's playing good. I'll use it. So. There it is, Kelly Craft. That's it. Good luck to us. We got a long way to go. <laughs> Good luck to us. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't forget the retweeting, the sharing on Facebook, and the tag three friends on Instagram of our interview that is coming out near the end of the week. It is fantastic. You're not going to want to miss it. If you do those things, you get entries to win two free tickets to the Tuesday practice round. At Quail Hollow for the PGA Championship in August. We'll be giving those away. That'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we got shirts in the store. Don't forget that. And, and, and don't forget Ash Morrison joining us for the Open Podcast. And definitely check out his article this week. We appreciate all you guys. Listen, if we don't say it enough, we're saying it right now. We appreciate the support that we get from all of our Tour Junkies listeners. You guys are awesome. We really enjoy doing this every week. We put a lot into it. A lot into it. Um, but we get a lot out of it and, uh, it's because you guys support us and we, we thank you for it. Leave us an iTunes review if you haven't already. That would be nice. We do read them. We got a nasty one the other day, by the way. Um, that's okay. Constructive criticism. Yeah, we read them and we take, yeah, we do. We take them. So we talked about it actually. So we do hear your voice if you leave. There are 357 iTunes reviews on our podcast and we have read all 357 of them. I guarantee you. All right. 
Thanks, guys. May your screens be green for the John Deere Classic. See ya! Out! Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, Sunshine. <laughs> Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.